the Dallas Stars are in the driver's seat of their second-round series against the Seattle Kraken after a 5-2 win in Game 5. And on today's episode, we'll be breaking down everything that led to the Stars' victory. We'll be talking about the top line and their dominant performance. We'll talk about the young Stars rising to the occasion, and we'll talk about what it will take for the Stars to seal the series in Game 6 on Saturday. All of this and more coming up on a Friday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Stars fans, welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, May 12th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Lockdown Stars your first listen every single day. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform of choice or on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments down below how you're feeling after this Game 5 win. Do you think the Stars can finish the series in 6? Or do you think that we'll go to Game 7 and the series will return to Dallas? Be sure to let me know in the comments down below. But what a Game 5 it was at the American Airlines Center on Thursday night. Headlined by the Dallas Stars top line. It's finally been reunited. Joe Pavelski, as you all know, uh, injured in the first round against the Minnesota Wild, and then he returns for this series against Seattle and begins play with Mason Marchment and Max Domi while Tyler Sagan continues to fill in for Pavelski on the top line. And while the, the, those groups yielded some pretty good results, uh, as the series continued to go on, we kind of started to get the sense that we needed to put the big three back together. And, and a few games ago, that's exactly what Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff did. And in this game here in game five, it finally started to yield a little bit more fruit as the top line combined for eight points across all three players and all three players chipping in in different ways. Joe Pavelski has now scored seven goals in this series. He is second on the team in goal scored throughout the entire postseason while only having played, you know, 10 minutes or so in the first round. The only player ahead of him is Rope Hintz, who is now tied with Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers for the most points so far in the playoffs at 18 apiece. Incredible, incredible performances from Rope Hintz over the last handful of games. And Jason Robertson, who's been under a lot of scrutiny and under a lot of criticism as of late, didn't score a goal in Game 5, but he still played very well, picked up three assists, and was a huge piece of the Stars' offense, especially when that top line was out there on the ice. Robertson was helping take care of business and helping set up his teammates for success, uh, which is still great to see. Still waiting for him to finally get back on the score sheet with the goal, but I'll take a three-assist night from Robo any game of the postseason, or really uh, any night that the Dallas Stars are playing hockey. And if this top line is going to play like this, there are few teams remaining in the NHL that can keep up with this sort of offensive production. But even when the top line isn't necessarily producing, I mean, they're obviously not going to score a goal every shift or every time they're out there on the ice, but they still, just the way that they attack in the offensive zone, the way that they forecheck, the way they move, 
the way that they see the ice, the way they see their teammates and, and set up those passes or move into available passing lanes or making space out of seemingly nothing, there's just not a lot of teams that can replicate what the Stars have. And, of course, each team does have some good defense here and there or maybe a good goalie, but I mean, we've seen it all season long that this is the best line in the NHL, and there's hardly any answer for them on any given night. And it, I feel like it took a little bit of time for them to, one, get back together, and then even once they were first reunited, that they had to you know, remember some things and get back into a rhythm with one another. But we saw in Game 5 that they haven't really missed a beat, and I think that they're going to be just fine for the remainder of the postseason. And this is huge for the Stars heading into Game 6. Uh, and this is really where the Dallas Stars, you know, having that star power on their team starts to pay off. I've said time and time again, and I know this is kind of the commonly held view about the Seattle Kraken team. They're a very good team, a very deep team, but they don't necessarily have those superstar players that can take over games. They have a bunch of really solid depth pieces, guys that you, you definitely want on your team, guys that skate hard, they play fast, and they're physical along the boards and obviously that has worked for them as they found themselves in the postseason and they of course beat the Colorado Avalanche in round one but I think we're finally starting to see the stars flex their muscles a little bit and saying hey we have these star players that play on this top line and we're going to utilize these guys and they're going to be the ones that lead us to the win offensively and Seattle just I mean there's no disrespect to their team or the way that they play the game and they have a pretty good top line in their own right but it's just not up to par with what the Dallas Stars are putting out there with Joe Pavelski, Rope Hintz, and Jason Robertson and now that these three are playing together again and all three of them especially Joe and Rope are finally starting to find their scoring stride here at this juncture of the postseason and Robertson's not too far behind uh, as he's starting to produce on the score sheet as well I mean I just don't know what Seattle does to counter this. Uh, maybe they find something that temporarily works in game six, but even if they're able to win that sixth game, can they do it in back-to-back performances? And could they eventually win game seven if the series does come back to Dallas? I just don't anticipate that happening. I don't see it happening. And of course, I mean, that assumes that the Stars are going to have some sort of repeat performance on Saturday during game six, which I imagine this top line would be looking to do. They typically don't just have one-and-done performances like this. They tend to string these kind of performances together, uh, and especially, again, just the way Hintz is playing and the way that he's been carrying himself throughout the postseason. I expect him to have a big impact playing at the center position, uh, but Pavelski, too, just, I mean, you want to talk about a heater coming out off of really no, no play time at all in the first round, concussion protocol, and he comes into this series and scores seven. I mean, that is unbelievable, unbelievable for any player, let alone a guy who is 38 years old and been in the NHL, what, 20 plus seasons. Uh, and seemingly, you know, a lot of people think that this is kind of the last hurrah, although he is coming back next year. Joe Pavelski is showing no signs of slowing down. And then you throw in two of the best young forwards in the game by his side. That is a recipe for success for any team, but especially the Dallas Stars who have some pretty good forward depth in their own right. But this game, on a Thursday night, absolutely dominated by the Dallas Stars top line. And I can't wait to see what else they can do. And hopefully they're a big piece at, on Saturday in game six, and they can help close the series out in Seattle. Well, we're going to shift our focus from the veterans on the team and talk about some of the young stars who are rising to the occasion here in the playoffs. We'll talk about Wyatt Johnston and Thomas Harley and the impact they had on game five coming up next. 
Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you'll get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts and the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen every day. Thank you to all the everydayers out there making Locked on Stars part of their daily routine, especially here in the playoffs as the Stars are one win away from heading back to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since they did it back in 2020 uh, when they eventually went on to participate in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, the Stars looking to get back there as well, but you got to take it one series at a time. And right now you got to take it one game at a time as, of course, the toughest game to win in any playoff series is the last one. The Stars now up 3-2 on the Seattle Kraken. And, of course, a big part of it, that top line that we talked about in the last segment. But we also got to show some appreciation and give a shout-out to the young players on the team. We dedicated a whole segment on yesterday's episode to defenseman Thomas Harley. And he, of course, made an impact in this game. But it wasn't just him. Wyatt Johnston also showing his worth to the Stars as a team, but also to the rest of the NHL, showing that his 24-goal regular season was not a fluke. The Stars' young players continue to prove that they belong in the NHL and that they belong in the NHL in the playoffs, which is even more important for this Stars team right now. White Johnston, of course, scores his third goal of the playoffs, and it was the first of the game. It was a big moment relatively early in the game to help get Dallas on the board and get the momentum going in their favor, getting the crowd into the game. I can't really say back into the game because it wasn't too far removed from the beginning after the national anthem, but really helping keep that crowd engaged through the early stages of the game. Monumental goal for Wyatt Johnson. And of course, Jamie Benn, who we talked about yesterday too, chipping in on that goal, finding Wyatt Johnson with the feed, and then getting, of course, you know, Johnson set up for that shot and for that goal. And again, I mean, it's just funny that those are the players that we talked about yesterday, Ben and Harley, and those were two guys who had a huge impact on this game. Thomas Harley, of course, with a slick feed to Rope Hintz later on in the first period. Not too long after Wyatt Johnston's goal, uh, the Stars have a clean defensive zone exit. Jason Robertson starts with the puck in the corner, feeds it to Harley, and Harley, of course, takes it down the ice through the neutral zone. And then once they get into the offensive zone, he he scans his surroundings, waits a little bit, sends the puck over to Rope Hintz, and the rest is History. Rope hints lighting the lamp for the Stars to sit, put them up 2-0. Again, huge in that game for the Stars to not just establish a lead at home in a tied series game five, but getting that multi-goal lead because eventually we know that Seattle would come roaring back a little bit later in the game. And so getting off of that hot start was huge. And it was the two youngest players on the team helping pave the way. Again, Wyatt Johnston, only 19 years old, continuing to show that the stage cannot be too big for him. And if anything, he enjoys playing when the lights are brighter and the stage is bigger, which we should really not be too surprised, uh, given that he scored in his very first NHL game and even playing 
at, at you know elite levels in junior hockey against some of the best young talent in the world, really never showing any fear, uh, but you know exposing that killer instinct that he has offensively. And, and it's just been a sight to see. And of course, Thomas Harley continuing to show that hockey IQ, that patience, and the way that he can move the puck and get it to the guys who need it, uh, whether that be Rope Hints, whether that be you know he and Max Domi establishing chemistry. That's the nice part about having a defenseman like that is when they can go out there and they can establish chemistry with multiple different forwards from varying lines. That's what something that Miro Haskinen does really well, and it's nice to see Thomas Harley taking after Miro in that way and building some chemistry with guys all over the roster, not just finding you know a way to play good with a small select handful of players. He's doing his part to make sure he can be effective with any unit that's out there on the ice. And obviously, uh, the goal is for the Dallas Stars to continue to move on here in these playoffs, to be the last team standing. The expectation, especially now, uh, is to make it to the Western Conference Finals and eventually make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But even in the midst of all this, with you know, really we're at the halfway point of the playoffs, if we want the Stars to be the last team standing, this is an exciting time because we're seeing them inch closer and closer to that final goal but there's also plenty of hope for the future as well uh, you know the guys that are supposed to be the future of the team are here now and they're making an impact i mean we're not just saying oh well you know thomas harley and white johnston they're, they're going to find their footing here in the playoffs and they're just going to kind of feel things out here uh, their first go around in the postseason no they're, they're making their presence felt which is great to see alongside guys like Rope Hintz, who just signed an extension this season, Jake Ottinger, Jason Robertson, who signed new deals uh, you know, not too long ago, Miro Haskinen, his deal still relatively fresh. I mean, it's the guys that you've signed to these long-term contracts and guys that are probably going to be earning long-term contracts here in the next few seasons that are doing the scoring and doing a lot of the heavy lifting here in the postseason. And you mix that in with the good contributions from guys like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, and those are typically the teams that have the success in the postseason. You look at teams like Colorado, you look at teams like Tampa, uh, and there's plenty of that up and down their roster. So while we're excited right now for what the Stars are doing in the playoffs and the hope is for them to go all the way and be the final team standing in June hoisting the Stanley Cup, this isn't just a, a magical lightning in a bottle kind of run. This is what the Stars have been looking to do, and they've been properly preparing and building for the future and it seems like they're finally starting to enter the beginning of what is hopefully a long championship window with guys like Johnston and, and Thomas Harley joining alongside some of the more veteran players like Hintz, Robertson. But then you throw in a few others that are still on the way. We expect Logan Stankoven to slot in at some point and make an impact. Maverick Bork, uh, Chase Wheatcroft, uh, guys like that, which, which is, again, it's just incredibly exciting when you look up and down this organization and see the young talent and see how this organization continues to draft incredibly well and bring in talented and gifted players that can perform in the regular season, but also can perform in the postseason, even if they're still under 20 years old and still a rookie in this league. Of course, if you're going to talk about this game five, you do have to mention Jake Ottinger, who had another very solid playoff outing, saving 29 of 31 shots, including Four out of five high danger scoring chances for the Seattle Kraken where they're up in close, tight around the net. Uh, he makes some incredible saves as he typically does here in the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, he does let a couple go in. But overall, I think this was one of his better performances of this series, especially down the stretch. You know, Seattle gets back into the game with those two goals, but then he never lets the game get tied and he never lets the Kraken fully take control 
of the game that at times felt like it could have gotten away from the Stars. The Stars did get off to that quick, hot start, scoring two goals, but then there was kind of some stretches there where if the Stars really started to collapse and didn't play their cards right, the Kraken could have found themselves in the driver's seat of the game, uh, which would have just been worst-case scenario for Dallas as they were looking to take advantage of being back on home ice for Game 5. But Jake Gottinger was a huge reason for the Stars' success here in this game, and now they're up 3-2. They need him to be at his best, though, on Saturday in order to end this series in Game 6. You know, we talked about it last series that we needed Jake Gottinger to come in and steal a game. You typically need that from your goalie in the playoffs at least once a series, it feels like at times. And Jake, of course, has been a little bit all over the place, uh, allowing four goals in one period in game one. Of course, he gets pulled from the game uh, in game three in Seattle, but he's also had some really good performances. Again, I think maybe game five, one of his best, maybe even game two back at home was a pretty solid outing as well. But it still feels like we're, we're waiting for that vintage, which feels weird to say because Jay Cottinger only has, what, you know, 15, 16 playoff performances so far. We're still waiting for that that classic Jay Cottinger playoff game here in this series where it's one goal or maybe even a shutout, uh, just absolutely an answer for everything that the opposing team throws his way. And I feel like Jay Cottinger is going to be in that state of mind on Saturday for game six knowing that the Stars have an opportunity to steal this series and finish it off without the need to head back home for Game 7. And we saw him do it against the Minnesota Wild in Round 1, and I'm fully confident that he can do it again here in Round 2 against the Seattle Kraken. His confidence has slowly been on the rise after Game 3, and I feel like it's you know starting to hopefully reach the peak that he needs it to be at here in this round, where on the other side of the ice, we're starting to see Philip Grubauer look a little bit shaky. He's had an incredible, terrific playoff performance so far, getting the Kraken past Colorado in round one, shutting down Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon. Not an easy feat, no small task to do. And he's had some really nice moments here against the Dallas Stars. But we see him get pulled in game four in in a Stars-dominant win. But here in game five, you know, you wonder, how is he going to respond? How is he going to bounce back after a shaky outing and it hasn't necessarily been the most incredible look for Philip Grubauer so far. I'm not saying that the series is over necessarily or that he's going to completely fall apart, but I had mentioned it earlier on that, you know, this is, this is where the goalie matchup becomes even more interesting. Who is going to show more mental toughness and who is going to pick themselves back up after a bad performance. And Jake Ottinger has only gotten better ever since that game three loss. Philip Grubauer is looking pretty shaky after getting pulled and did not look his best in game five. Uh, Some saves that he probably could have made, and you also do have to give credit to the Stars' offense at times. Two things can be true at once. It can go both ways. But that's something I'm going to be keeping my eye on in game six is the goalie situation for Seattle, whereas Jake Ottinger, even though he's going to be in opposing territory, I don't actually think that bothers him at all. I think, if anything, Jake Ottinger likes playing as the visiting goalie a little bit more to be the villain. Uh, in front of that home crowd. And so I'm excited to see what he can do in game six. It would be absolutely huge for the Stars to end this series now and get that much-needed extra rest. It's not a ton of rest, but it would be substantial, uh, and they get to sit back and watch what I anticipate will be a full seven-game series between the Oilers and the Golden Knights, a series that's gone back and forth, both of those teams exchanging heavy blows to one another. And if the Stars are able to advance past Seattle, uh, it's going to be difficult regardless of who they draw for the Western Conference Finals. Both of those teams, very dangerous and can beat you in a lot of ways. Uh, but the Stars would be 
the beneficiary, of course, of some rest if they can take care of business in game six on Saturday night. And I think they certainly have the recipe to do it. You mix in a locked in Jake Ottinger, whose confidence is on the rise with a top line that's unstoppable and a couple of defensemen that are playing some of their best hockey. Not many teams can match that. And I know Seattle's going to be giving it everything that they absolutely have. It's an elimination game, win or go home. But it was the same situation for the Minnesota Wild. And we saw the Stars control that game pretty much the entirety of the time in round one. I don't expect it to be easy, and I don't expect it to go the exact same way as it did against the Wild. But I'm fully confident in this team's ability and the way they're playing right now to go into Climate Pledge Arena on Saturday night and come home with the win and punch their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, you can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter. At Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account. And we'll be back with some sort of content recording uh, after the game on Saturday. Might not be a full episode, but of course we'll put something out uh, likely win or lose uh, just to address what goes down. Hopefully we're talking about the Stars advancing to round three of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, but it should be a fun game. A little bit of an earlier start time, so our sleep schedules will hopefully benefit from that with a 6 p.m. Central Time puck drop on Saturday night. But I hope you guys enjoy the game, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you back here on Saturday night.